top, 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 top of the morning to you. Or top of the evening, top of the afternoon, top of the nighttime, which is the right time because you know you got to lay down and go to sleep. And I hope you said your prayers. This is your girl, Fabulous Frida, always your host, here to bring you the most on WDGS. What did God say? Podcast station. Listen, listen, listen. I like to share with you three ways that you can restore yourself. How many of you understand that there comes a point in time in our lives that is very common? Listen, it should be common. Let me say this it should be common for you to experience restoration, for you to understand there's a time a season, and a reason. You know, when I wrote in my book, A Time, A Season, and a Reason, I went back and revisit, refresh, rewind, and the Lord placed it before my eyes. And I said, Lord, why did I pick a reason? And God said, because a reason is a purpose. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. So there's a time and season and purpose, Solomon said, under the sun. So a purpose is a reason. So listen to me. It's a common reason that we need to be restored. We need to be refreshed, rejuvenated, renewed, reset. Sometimes you have to hit the reset button in your life. And that that brings us to a place of being rejuvenated. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. While all these words that I just named Refresh, rejuvenate, renew, rewind, renovate, reset. They are designed to define a newness. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. When you restore, it implies that you want to return to a state of originality of strength after a depletion. Or a loss. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You know, I went through three losses this year. My auntie that was like my sister, one of my precious cousins, and my grandson. My auntie passed away in January. My cousin passed away in March, the third month. And my precious grandson was only 16 years old. So well-mannered. He transitioned in May the fifth month. And and see, when, you, when you're dealing with grief, and I'm not going to get on that topic, but when you're dealing with grief, you become depleted. You, be, you become depleted sometimes of a hydration, spiritual hydration. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You know how it is when you get dehydrated from water because you're talking a lot. You're listening a lot. You're crying a lot. And all these things will deplete you when water come out your eyes. It'll dehydrate your body. You know, so so when you need restoration, I want to share with you three ways that I normally become restored Because listen to me, make no mistake, our soul needs some restoration. 
especially after a crisis, especially after you've gone through a tragic or a turmoil or even a test. Or maybe those particularly challenging times for you to keep going, keep believing, and keep living your faith. But yet, you're so consumed with exhaustion. It is important to remember that God, listen to me, you got to grab this, that God will restore our souls. God will restore our souls in those times if we allow him. I like to share those three ways. How I have practiced from 1995 ways to restore my soul. And see, the purpose of restoring your soul is because you understand you need to make a connection with that immaterial, listen, that immaterial essence of who we are that is a permanent. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Your soul is everlasting. And it's always good to have it restored because that's the only immaterial essence of who we are. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. So first, 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 let me back it up and quote a scripture reference where the Bible says God restored our soul. If you've never heard that before, I don't know where you've been because even people who are not bona fide believers, people who don't read nor study the Bible, they generally are familiar with the phrase that appears in Psalms 23 and 3. And they usually make connection with that Psalms, the 23rd Psalms. But in the emotional tone of this 23rd Psalm, it expresses hope. It expresses an admin. It expresses when you're in the middle of even despair. What do you do? Well, Psalms 23 says this, the Lord is my shepherd. And as David tells us, that means he makes me lie down. I hope somebody grabbed this. Let me say that again. As the Lord is my shepherd, David tells us what that means. He tells us what it means for God to be our shepherd. And he says, he maketh me, the shepherd maketh you to lie down. This is why I say it's a need for restoration. And so when God maketh us to lie down, in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters and he restored our soul. In other words, you got to get somewhere and get still. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. In order for your soul to be restored. So let me give you uh, the three ways. There are three things I've been doing since 1995. When my soul needs restoring. That's why my voice is way hoarser than it has been in quite some time. Because my soul needs restoring. So I I, I practice three things. 
And, and, and I don't do them collectively. Sometimes I do them individually. Sometimes I do one or two. Sometimes, you know, but I've never actually done all three at one time. But then I do normally do two at one time. And so these three things, the first one is to shut down. The second one is to shut off. And the third one is to shut in. Now, I'm going to share a little bit of tools to assist you with how I have been able to be revived by being restored in my soul when I practice one out of the three entities that I just named. Starting with being shut down. When you're shut down, you're exercising a stopping of operation or activity for a period of time and sometimes forever. When you shut down, it's like a computer or a cell phone. Or for some, it may be people because I actually shut down from people. And they be forever. You know how a person shut down a store, say they going out of business and they don't never open it no more. And sometimes people shut down a store and they come back and they reopen it. So shutting down can be a disconnection in a relationship with someone and not to engage with them on your journey again. Or a shutdown can be temporary. But this is the thing, just like with a computer. Or even our cell phones. Listen, you got to grab this. They ask you for updates. You can't do updates, I know, on an iPhone unless it goes through a shutdown process. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. It has to go through a shutdown process in order to be restored and bring in some updates. Oh, I hope somebody got that. You can need to do some updates. Sometimes you got to shut down to update and upload in your spirit and in your soul. So what ends up happening when you're in that shutdown for people, when you're shutting down emotionally, it becomes a response that we all need. We all need. Again, especially when we are feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated by whatever tragic event or grieving event that we're going through. And so sometimes it can even avoid you when you get overheated because you know how some people be. I'm just saying, you get overheated and then your mouth gets sharp and quick and your patience gets short. Hello, I'm just saying. You may need a shutdown. It doesn't have anything. And let me say this about a shutdown. Because a lot of time when I share with people, this is what I plan to do. They take it personal. But let me please share to anyone who has ever disrespected a person in a shutdown who's getting in a place for God to restore their soul. 
I can pretty much tell you that's just a selfish, self-centered person and they're seeking attention for approval. Hello. And if you allow them, and I'm going to give you some scriptures to, to back you up, they'll try to put you on a guilt trip. Because they come to you wanting what they want when they want it because they want it. They have no respect to you trying to restore yourself. Hello. So this is the thing about a shut off, a shut in, or a shut down. It doesn't have anything to do with them. And that's the thing. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Or how someone feels about you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Sometimes, listen to this. Sometimes, husbands, wives, or living partners and mates, they shut down. And they live in the same house. Hello. Sometimes, they have to shut down from each other for a little while. Because they may not know the best way to handle each other's display of emotions. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And when you are depleted, your emotions are being altered from your normal state. That's why you need to be restored. Then you got people coming to you with all their emotions. And I'm telling you, listen to me because I lived it. You can be married and live in the same house. And you can have a mate that was shut down. Because my last husband, he was shut down for days. He don't talk. He don't speak. He just went in shut down mood. And you got people don't even live in your house. And they think that they should have an issue because you want to exercise in your own home. If you experience living in the house with somebody, what you mean you got an issue with me expressing this what I'm finna do and I don't even live with you. Hello. Let me keep going. When you shut down, generally it's that time you need to be restored. Now, let me move on to shut off. The second one. Shut off. When you experience a shut off, you just stop in a flow of operating. When, 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 when you experience a shut off, that's when you just say, I just need to separate myself from someone or something else. And that else could be for any reason. It's just like when you go to the thermostat in your house. You may shut off your heat or your air. But sometimes you may shut it to a mutual automatically position. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Let me break it down so you can comprehend. When you're in a shut off, if you put your air condition on automatic, it will shut off or heat. It'll shut off for a minute until the atmosphere changes temperatures and it will shut back on. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Sometimes people need to just leave you alone while you on that automatic shut off. That don't mean I'm through with you. That don't mean I got nothing against you. 
I'm just automatically on shut off until I can get restored in my atmosphere. Oh, God, help me today. I'm telling you, I keep my AC on auto, but it'll shut it off. If it get too hot in here, it'll automatically kick it back on. Oh, y'all know where I'm coming from. So when you go in a shut off, sometimes it'll be certain people you may engage and disengage because when it, when it get a certain temperature, you may need to engage with someone. So shut offs. A shut off can be an instant thing or it can be planned out. Some people would just instantly shut off. You may say something they don't like. They shut off. They automatically shut off. So it it, it stops the flow. It stops the flow of your communication for a certain amount of time. Listen, you got to get this. Oh, my God. When you don't pay your power bill, hello, When you don't know when to close your lips, hello. I'm just saying, especially when you done told people, you done told people, listen, let me have my shut off time. And then they keep calling you and calling you, especially with them hello phone calls. Oh, God, help me today. You know what them hello phone calls? They're not regular telephone calls. They're them hell old calls. Them calls that'll cause you to go miss heaven and go to hell if you don't find a way to get off that telephone with that person. I call them hello phone calls. Sometimes you get telephone calls where everything pleasant. But sometimes you get them hello phone calls where you just really want to hang up to save your soul. I'm just saying. Especially when your soul needs restoring. Let me move on to number three, shut-in. A shut-in is generally when you confine yourself maybe to a room, but for me, I confine myself to my house, and that's the days I don't go anywhere. I don't go anywhere to the store. I make sure the things that I need are in place before I do a shut-in. Now, I, that's why I said earlier, I mostly simultaneously do a shut-in and a shut-off. And I normally, on my average, would do it like once a month for three days. But I kind of, with this grieving going on in my family and peep my phone ringing every day, I have not exercised a full shut-off and shut-in for three days. I managed to squeeze in one day uh, in the month of May. But just to say for three to five days, which is my normal regimen per month, I have not exercised that in a while. And I mean a really big while. So when you in confined to a shut-in, you don't partake in normal activities. You must stay sequestered. You must stay segregated or separated from other people unless you're doing a church shut-in. Because years ago, when I used to fellowship under Pentecostal, they had what they would do called shut-ins. And once you got in that church, you had to stay there all night on the shut-in. You couldn't come back out to the break of day. 
especially New Year's, they would do it. You go in right before the strike of midnight and you stay shut in until six in the morning or the daylight came and most people left. And then there's a different shut-in because sometimes when it relates to the church, there's the sick in the shut-in. Those are the people who have certain type of conditions or limitations that they're not able to attend a church. So you will have some people in a ministry to go out and meet the needs of the elderly or people who cannot physically attend church in person. Or sometimes, like our church, my last church in Georgia, where I attended with my pastor friend, we would even go to nursing homes to visit the shut-ins. And then on certain Saturdays in the month uh, or after church, I know I have participated in several times after church on certain Sundays, we would go to those who was sick and shut in. See, they were sick and shut in, so they couldn't get out. Now, the shut in, you could do and don't be sick. But these these members were sick and shut in, so we would take their communion, and then we would at that time collect if they prepared or ready to pay their tithes. Hello? Now, now that I've expressed to you and explained to you those three entities, if you want to really get in a place for your soul to be restored, I'm sharing with you that the things I have experienced. When the Lord first led me to begin doing this, I'm telling you, it was in 1995. So that was several, many, 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 many years ago, over a decade, almost two. And, and it's very effective. From my experience, it has been very effective. You must understand what to do, though, in the midst of the shut-in, shut-off, or shut-down. You first, before going in there, you got to understand that you are led. If you got the beginning of the 23rd Psalms, you were led. You got to be led. That you can be disciplined to stay in that position for restoration. You don't just do it haphazardly, in other words. You be led by the Spirit. And as the Spirit leads you, let me share with you some of the things that I did during my, or that I do in my shut in, shut off, and shut down. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you in the midst of those shut in, shut off, or shut downs, you absolutely 100%, listen to me, should not be idle. Because if you're idle, then you will become the devil workshop. He'll come in there and hang out with you. I'm just saying. You have to be in purpose in your shut off, shut in, and shut down. So this is what I do. During those times, I will definitely begin to exercise. You know, I get back into exercising because if I don't do my shut off, shut in, I be done fell off the wagon properly. So during that time, and it may be light exercise, I exercise. But I don't just physically exercise. I also spiritually exercise to work on building my spiritual muscles. So I begin to write down my thoughts and feelings in my journal. I begin to block and set aside certain scriptures that I know that will help me in my restoration period that I need to study 
I get my study Bible, my regular King James Version. I get my Bible dictionary, and I get a regular dictionary. And, of course, I use Google. Hello to look up words and scriptures. (laughs) Okay, the third thing I do is I begin to practice better eating habits while I'm in my shut-in, shut-off, and shut-down. And most times I eat less when I'm in that when I'm in that shut shut period. I'm gonna call it that because it could be either one. Then I start feeling better, so I start sleeping better. And that's another thing that prompts me to do those shut-offs, shut-ins, and shutdowns. Because then sometimes it'll help you readjust and restore your sleeping habits to a better way. The fifth thing I do, which I normally do anyway, whether I'm shutting in, shutting off, or shut down, is I begin. I get up early. I get up early, and, and when I get up early, I begin to put into play what academic work I have to do for the day, or what domestic housework I have to do for the day, and I put it in schedule. I get on schedule. And so a lot of times when people talk to me and I say, I got to get back on schedule, that's what I mean by that. I got to put my academic work and my domestic work back on schedule because I'm normally on schedule. There's a day I wash. There's a day that I, I, um, I cook when I'm on schedule. You know, I cook Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And Friday, I may treat myself out or treat myself to something light. I don't do major cooking. So that was like three days a week. And so when I get off schedule, it's like I don't know what I'm going to fix in the day. But when I'm on schedule, I generally kind of pre-plan it. Not per se write it down, but I situate it in the refrigerator and the freezer so I know which meals I'm cooking those three days. These are the things that I do. The sixth thing I do when I'm in one of those shut times is I only deal with people who are going to speak to me therapeutically. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. If I decide to call somebody, it's going to be somebody who's going to build my spirit It's not going to be somebody who I'm calling to dump all my problems on their plate. But it's somebody who I just want to know. I'm in my shut-off. Sometimes you may get a little bit, you know, lonely. But if you're really busy, you really don't. But, you know, you may want to come up for air after three days. It depends upon how many days you do your shut-off. Now, if I'm going to do one for five days, I generally kind of don't talk to nobody but my best friend. I talk to her because her conversation and mine, we like to lift up Jesus. We don't do no complaining when we talk. We don't whine and complain. We give thanks. We give gratitude. We give gratitude. We give gratitude. And we talk about how we are so grateful of the things that God has allowed, first of all, for us to still be alive. Now, we may throw a little salt and talk about how some people that just talk about being ungrateful, hello, and what's wrong with people in the world like a lot of us when we don't understand certain people, how they act and do and be. Now, we may talk about something we heard on the news, but we not debit downers. So, I may reach out to her 
If I just get here and say, oh, it's been five days and I haven't been on my phone, if I start having phone withdrawals, hello. <laughs> if I have phone withdrawals, then I, I, I call her. But I have been in situations and I have done that and hadn't talked to somebody in three days and reached out to her and she been busy because she go on them too. And she may say, I'll call you later and later may be three to five days. And I'm okay with that. Because everybody don't announce they shut off, shut ins, and shut downs, okay? But you know, if it's a person that usually get back to you, you know it ain't personal. They'll get back to you when they come up out of they 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 segregated time of trying to restore their soul. And the last thing, number seven, that I do is I try to tell my family beforehand if it's possible. I try to tell them beforehand, listen, you are going on a shut off, shut in, and shut down. It is important. Listen, you got to listen to this. It's important that while you were in that season and reason and time space, that you focus on your goals and your gratitude. This is the time I become very thankful when I'm in my restoration. I begin to thank God for all that he's done that I can think of sometimes. I just lay there and I just thank him for all that he could has done, can do, will do, may do, may not do. But I thank him anyhow. So before I disconnect from this podcast because I feel my hoarseness is getting really, really deep. But I was just sitting here and that's what the Lord put in my spirit. I need to be restored. I need to go. I need to rest my lips, my mouth, my thoughts. I I, I really do. And I'm going to tell you something too. Friday, right quick, I had to lay across the bed at 630. And my friend called me. And when I saw his number, I said, you know what? I'm going to answer that call. Because he never have ever complained. We've been communicating for five years. And I said, well, you know what? He always have. Because he said, you know, are you relaxed or what? I said, well, your voice is always soothing. And it is. It always soothed me. And I was just saying to him how I just felt so drained. And I just needed to just take a break and just lay still and he said well that's when he said the reset he said everybody need to hear the reset he said listen when you run in a store you gotta stop to restock and and, and it's okay Alfreda if you have to restock I said but you know sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with this phone call because I think sometimes when one person call me they act like they the only person call me sometimes I may get 20 calls in a day I'm to my personal call I mean really and, and and even though people don't know see because I don't do all that starting and stopping starting and stopping unless I feel it's really a significant call sometimes people call me and I just hit my little text thing call you back or call you later I'm working generally I'm on the phone. The only reason why I may not talk to 10 or 20 people in a day is not because I don't receive the phone calls. 
But if I'm on the phone with somebody, whether it's one hour, two hours, three hours, I just don't answer the call. I don't have time to be asking people, can you hold, can you hold, can you hold, can you hold? Now, if I see something like a number I don't know, I'm not aware of, but if it's somebody in my contact, you know, unless they text me or keep calling me to let me know it's an emergency, I just let it roll over. But when I'm talking to one person, sometimes people like an hour, two, three, they don't realize I may have missed five calls that I sent them a little text at to. And then when I get off the phone with them, because I was on the phone so long, now I got to try to call back all these other people. Unlike some people, my phone does ring every day, all day. I know people from the north, south, east, and west that I stay connected with and in touch with. Hello? And so when people think because I'm talking to them a long time, I'm just available for them. That is not true. I be constantly missing calls. So, and, and this is how I've been living. And, and the fifth month was, was for me to take that month and be able to recommit. But then the unfortunate tragedy happened. And so my schedule had to readjust because I started receiving calls. And I started being on the phone a little longer. But before I go, because I've gave you my tips, I really suggest that if you please go back and listen to some of the things to do when you're in your shut off, shut in, or shut down. You know, during those times, it is important to have a regimen. Because if not, it's not to just shut off and do nothing. Just to disconnect and withdraw from people. You're in it, remember, for a purpose and a reason. So I'm going to leave you with these few scriptures to back up how it is okay by God to do a shut off, a shut in, and sometimes to shut completely down. That means you might not open no more for certain people. James chapter 4 verse 7, it says, submit yourselves. Therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Sometimes you got to sep- you gotta sit still to be restored to even get the devil to separate from you. Hello. Proverbs 17 and 9. It's a he, he, meaning he or she, who conceals a transgression. They seek love. See, this is a way when you find those people that get on the phone and they want to suck up all your time and attention because they seeking approval. Sometimes in they seeking of that love, they don't realize in their self-centered selfishness, they're actually concealing a transgression. Oh, look up the word transgression. I'm, I'm going to keep it moving. But Proverbs 17 and 9 proceeds to say, But he who respects a matter separates intimate friends. Sometimes, even when you need respect for the matter to restore your soul, sometimes you got to separate yourself even from intimate connections that you have with people. It doesn't just mean friends exclusively. It means anybody, friends mean anybody close to you. Friends can also equate to family. Sometimes when you got to repeat respecting 
restoration. You have to separate them. Exodus 8 and 22. It said, I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign will occur. Listen, sister, see, listen to what it's saying. Even God separates people. God separates people because he knows sometimes you just got to separate yourself. Hello. Numbers 13, 16, and 21. Numbers 16, chapter 16 and verse 21. It clearly says, separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them instantly. Sometimes you may even have to separate yourself from church folks. Hello, that was the congregation. And the last scripture is 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. And it clearly says, Therefore, come out from among them and be separated. Oh, God help me today. Come out, come out. Sometimes you just got to come out from among certain people and be separated, says the Lord. He said, do not touch what is unclean and I will welcome you. See, listen to me. You got to get this before I put the pen in the podcast. When people call you with a toxic, tainted, murmuring, complaining, patty cake, baker man need to be burped, pamper clean, phase white, that's dirty, that's unclean. And some stuff, people, some people problems so unclean because they so toxic. Oh, God, help me today. You can't feel the presence of God. This is why he can't. You can't welcome him in unless you get prostrated into a restoration position. God said, when you separate yourself and let lead them folks alone and get yourself away from them. If they call you, you don't got an answer and you don't got an answer. Okay. And I mean both answers. You don't have to answer your phone and you don't have to answer no questions. Hello. I'm giving you the word. What did God say? WDGS. He says separate and do not touch what is unclean. And unclean just don't mean no nasty body. It's that patty cake stuff people want to talk about. That has not, no, it's not a sanctified conversation. It's not a cleansing conversation because there is no sanctification. Why are you talking to them? Everything, if it ain't murmuring and complaining or gossip or whatever, or somebody else's problems, that ain't your problems. Hello. So the word of God says at the end of 2 Corinthians 6 and 17, it said, and I will welcome you. You need to get prostrated in a welcoming position where you being restored. Listen to me. My God. Sometimes we just need to be reliable to receive a release for restoration. And when you are working to be reliable, I'm not talking about to other people who always want to rely on you. I'm talking about being reliable to God. That when God tells you, okay, it's time to shut it off. 
and shut it down. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't be reliable to God, to get in a place of restoration to release, them people will agitate your spirit. I'm telling you today, it seemed like everybody called me. They just agitated my spirit. It ain't nothing personal. It's just that you sometimes you want people to leave you alone. You're in a restoration place. Oh, God, help me today. So the only biblical passage, you got to grab this, that contains the phrase, 23rd Psalm, he restoreth my soul. Listen, you got to get this last part because this is very profound. This is in the recourse of our shepherd who leads his sheep to green pastures. And quiet waters. He restored. You got to get quiet. When you shut off or shut in or shut down. And don't don't talk to nobody God don't lead you to talk to. And when I say lead you, that means who you call. Not who called you. Hello. That's why it's good to just let your family know I'm going on a three-day shut off or shut in or I'm going on a five-day. So they won't be worried when you don't answer they call. And if I used to tell Matt, and if it's an emergency, text me, and I will definitely call you back immediately. Because I'm telling you something. Only God can restore your soul. I don't care how many people you talk to. They cannot restore your soul. So this is the recourse of our shepherd, our father, who art in heaven, who leadeth us, his sheep, to green pastures. Green pastures mean a place of comfort and beauty. And you can't do that when people rattling all they murmuring and complaining in your ear. You can't even catch the vision. Hello. And then he leadeth me beside still waters. Still waters represent a quietness. Because you can hear water when it moves. But when it's still, you can't hear it. Oh, God, help me today. And, and, and in the path of righteousness. So that's why I say when you're talking to people, if it's somebody that ain't coming to you with some sanctification in their conversation, then that ain't got nothing to do with righteousness. And they'll vex your spirit because you ready to talk about faith and they want to talk about fear. You want to talk about building up and they want to murmur and complain about what they got tanned down. So that's why I'm saying you got to be able to get to a place to know that when God is leading you in a path of righteousness, then if you ain't talking about the word, hello. Oh, God, help me today. So as we move in the ominous presence of God as believers, remember we are the sheep of God. And God's pasture, according to Psalms 103, is that he knows that he is God. It is he, it is he that made us. And not we of ourselves and not other people. That's why you can't let them guilt trip you. And so the sheep of his pasture. Listen to me. Only God can effectively restore our soul to reset. By repairing, renovating, or returning to us a stronger, a stronger former condition. 
or newness. The soul is the deepest part of us. Listen to me. It is guided by the Holy Spirit. And it is given to us as as human beings so God can connect. Listen, you got to grab this. So God can connect to the innermost part of our being. And so often people look for a human being to do that. But we cannot restore nobody's soul. That's God's job. And so only because he can restore us. He knows what we truly need to restore our souls as we exercise the tools that God grants us through studying the word. You cannot get restored by God and you're not talking to God and God is not talking to you when you in your shut off, shut ins or shut downs. You must execute talking to God And God talking to you. And how he speaks to you is through his word. Because it's it's according to St. John. Chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So the word is, was, and will forever be God speaking to you. And this is how you must Be still like still water in your shut-off, shut-ins, or shut-downs. And as always, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. I pray today that God will give you the set-aside time, the set-aside time, the set-aside time to be able to restore your soul. As you continue on in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I love you always with all humility. I do, I do, I do. And until the next podcast upload, rewind and let this download message into your spirit resonate. And as always. God, continuous blessings flow upon your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And until the next podcast upload, bye for now. God bless.